When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com/sunranto. That's patreon.com/sunranto where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunranto. Michael Cotton. Sunranto. Michael Cotton. Sunranto and the love of old Dude, that's got me pumped up, my man. That was a long and boisterous Sunranto call uh, brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network. I actually remembered to say it. Because you wrote it down. Yeah. That's the key. You got to write it down and then read it off the teleprompter like you're – Will Farrell, I forget the name. Yeah, Will, like like the uh, the newscaster I always should have been that my mom uh, thought I should have been. But uh, Bernie Barron here tonight. Hey, Bernie, hey, what's Bernie. up? And uh, we got Artie here in the chat. Mr. Fourth Row saying hashtag chance, which, of course, you can win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and or doom. And this- uh, if if you're listening to this later. And you normally do watch and you couldn't find it on Facebook or whatever. Uh, there's a problem with events. Uh, it's it's not working. In fact, StreamYard actually told me when I was coming in to yeah. this that you just can't use it. So if you were on Facebook and you were looking for us in your normal spot to watch us, that's why we weren't there. But we're here for you in your ears a day later. Or and, well, actually, we are on the Sunranto Ranters page. We are on my Facebook page where we're not is the Sunranto show page. <laughs> we are on Facebook. Okay. Like, I don't understand these things. It's just one of these things. Uh, but if you are watching us on the Sunranto page, it is not us. It is somebody else because that is broken and it must be imposters that you're watching right now. And, um, mm, but awesome. I. Oh, yeah. It would be nice for someone to impersonate us. It would take a little bit off of our plate anyway. Um, I mean, and, and probably be more attractive than me, at least. I'd be happy with that. 
<laughs> or an avatar that I could put filters on of you. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, that would be good. I'd like to. Uh, I would like to do that thing that they do in all the movies now, where they de-age. You know, and we could. I mean, we don't even have to go that far. Let's just de-age back to 2015 when I came on this show for the first time. Yeah, no, I would like to. I think, they, I think they make a little box of that stuff. It's called Just for Men. You just comb it right on, <laughs> right into that gray, gray beard there, gray beard. Oh, people who have watched this show long enough, they have seen it. I have done it because I have. When I was trying to get jobs, I was like, I can't really go in with the all modeled, and I would get, I would, uh, I would darken it, and um, I mean, I wasn't fooling anybody, but. I looked yeah, a little cut, younger, cut, I guess, the, for people who didn't know me. <laughs> count the rings. You, you can't hide that neck. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this uh, show brought to you by our 117 Patreon supporters, three of which are trial members. So if you'd like to become a trial member of the Sunranto show, you can just go to patreon.com slash Sunranto. Also brought to you by our very special super, super duper ranters, Blake Beard uh, at the Blake Beard. On Twitter, he'll sell you his tickets next year. Rogue Wave Creative for your branding, graphic, and web design needs. And uh, I got, oh, my God, Larry, he sent, I, I don't know where it is right now, but he sent the 5XL jerseys, uh, quintuple XL jerseys Let's for go. our weight gain competition. But I had another idea about it. What do you think if everybody just nominates their favorite fat person? I don't know about that. It, like, yeah, <laughs> should I go back to the drawing board? No, okay. Um, it's also Maybe brought, it's just your the, your favorite outdoors, right? Because you can use them as tents. I like the idea that you could you could wear it over your winter clothes. So it's a jacket for your jacket, <laughs> a jersey jacket. A jersey I kind of like that idea. Yeah, I don't know. Be- I think I think if I were given it, I would like turn it into a dress or something so we could have it be like a, a crafting competition oh my god could we do like uh what's that show with tim gunn the uh, yeah like the the project runway, project runway. This enormous jersey what can you turn it into yeah we just get five rancher fashion designers each get eat they each get a jersey and they turn it into something fabulous i love this idea let's do that that's actually a great idea uh, Rogue Wave Creative in the chat tonight. Um, Midwest flannel. I don't. Need, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I was just like make it into flannel. I don't know. Add flannel to it. Yeah, the, uh, Bernie says they a, could be uh, PJs. I have not yeah. opened the box yet. I'm leaving it in there for safekeeping. <laughs> but I, I just feel like five X is, is ginormous. Like you could, if you've got children, right? Who still are in a, a little bed? You could totally make a. You could like use blanket. it as a blanket. Yeah. You could totally make a quilt out of it or something like that. I think that would be great. Good. For Project Warning Track, which Mr. Fourthrow has just named our new show. I like it. Project, Project Warning Track. That is great. So if you would like to be a contestant on Project Warning Track, uh, write to me and I will send you a jersey. I think this is the best idea so far. And it's got to be better than just cinching it with a belt. Yes. IFG, I feel like you need to be a contestant on this and then and not a judge. I I I'm I'm down. And I and I'll be Tim Gunn. I'll be like, contestants. Well, let's do I'm it. Not really I just feeling- got a new, a, a new old so
Sorry, did did, did did we just have a that was, glitch? That was very weird. Yeah, yeah I think, I think okay. everybody had that. <laughs> yeah, we just had a glitch <laughs> in the multiverse. Well, I just watched Poltergeist last night. I'm a little bit. So wait, if, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be Tim Gunn and you're a designer, that makes me. What's what's the model's name? Do yeah, I have you, to? You Heidi got a model. <laughs> you get to be Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum. You're, you're Heidi yes, Klum. I get to be Heidi Klum. <laughs> <laughs> Contestants, okay, today we're going to be making a mini dress out of a Kosuke Fukudome jersey, okay? Oh, Have fun, go! A V-Design. That's not a bad tip gun. I, I'll work at it. I'll work on my tip gun. Contestants, it's <laughs> not, not terrible. Um, so also this show is brought to you by a Northside Numbers game. Oh, no, sorry. Cubs PS Plus podcast, a Northside Numbers game. That's Mike Waller's show. It's awesome. Also a member of the Bleacher Bunch Podcast Collective. Um, yeah, if you're not subscribed to the Bleacher Bunch on uh, any of your podcatchers, you should because it's a great way to digest our show. I listen to it at two times speed, and it's actually listenable at that point. So I'm sorry we all talk so slow. <laughs> Um, maybe we talked the perfect speed. We talked the perfect speed to listen at two times speed. Perfect. Yeah. So what are um, you drinking, Cotton? Yeah, what do you got? I am rocking the Guinness Zero. Ooh. The, non- the Ooh. non-alcoholic Guinness. I it's very not a lot of good, in my opinion. I'm picky about it. Not a lot of good non-alcoholic beers out there. Uh Guinness Zero is probably the best one. That's uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've I got one in my fridge. I have not uh, cracked it yet, but I'm excited. And I drank a couple NAs last night at G Man Tavern. Was con- watching the game, co- uh, consoling Bleacher Jeff for his poor unfortunate cat that died. I don't know if you guys heard that on Twitter, but yeah, he lost Boo. And um, so, uh, but anyway, I went and hung out with him a little bit, watched the game and stuff. And I tried, tried a few different non-alcoholic beers. I agree with you, Cotton. They're not. It's not that great. Like I don't wouldn't not really crave it. But everybody was like, "You got to try the Guinness." Yeah, you know, and but it's funny because everybody says that about every non-alcoholic beer. They're like, "Oh, Athletic Brewing has a great one, and this one has this." And, and, and every time I taste it, it's just not right. I mean, I literally look. They make a Jelly Belly that tastes like vomit or snot. They can make just a soda that tastes like an actual IPA. That's all I want. I don't care that it's not real beer. I just want that flavor and Guinness. Is the closest thing to, to an actual Guinness, but Wait, well, what do you look, got? I have G. It looks you, like a dark beard as well. Tonight. It is. It is. It's a dark ale. So um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with um, with Irish Death, which is uh, one of my favorite. I, Irish Death. I, it's called I've, Irish. I've <laughs> yeah, it's a potato famine, right? Uh, oh, I, I just meant St. Patrick's Day. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, Iron Horse Brewing makes uh, makes this great, like, smooth, dark ale called Irish Death. It's, like, almost 9%. It's like they took all of the alcohol out of what y'all are drinking and just put it into my cup instead. <laughs> um, but they have started to come out with... Uh, They've started to come out with these like seasonal offshoot flavors. So like the, over the summer they had Aloha Death, which was like a coconut ale, and then uh, this I just went down to the to the the little shop, a uh, little bottle shop 
uh, earlier this week, and I saw they have a new one, and I had to get it. This is Cookie Death. Oh, oh, does it taste it's like got, cookies? Yeah, it's got a little chocolate chip cookies on it. It's like oatmeal and chocolate, and I don't know. It's it's really good though. Oh, it's those, those do like, sound good. But is okay. it also nine percent? This one is seven point eight. So pretty darn okay, good. Okay, that's it's I like a meal. A, I would drink a yeah. seven point eight beer. Uh, Corey Furlong is in the chat, and I was hanging out with him this weekend, uh, tailgating for the Iowa game, and he had some insane like fifteen percent beer, and I was nice. like, "No, I'm not touching it." <laughs> <laughs> it's like Malort, Malort beer. Um, yeah, it's. A, I'm glad you're drinking a death beer. That gives me a perfect segue to. <laughs> So I just want to mention really quick, thank you to all the super ranters that were in the Discord yesterday because I came home kind of freaked out because I witnessed a really horrible accident by Buckingham Fountain yesterday. I mean, it was insane. Uh, Yeah, no, this woman, this dude was – it turned out that I guess it was a stolen car or whatever, but he was like cruising down 530, like rush hour, just this poor jogger. It turned out she's just this young woman in her 20s. Crossing the street, she did not see this dude. I saw him, thank God. He wasn't stopping for nothing. He's in a stolen car. And um, anyway, she he nailed her. And I thought she was dead. Oh, and so, man. like, but it turns out the news reported she was dead and that she had died. And the reporter wrote me back today. Uh, he DM me on Twitter. He goes, just, I wanted you to know, cause you, you know, seem so shook up that she lived. I have no idea how the police got that so wrong. And I'm like, well, I am not surprised, but yes, it is shocking how you could get the, you know, the life or death situation incorrect. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, she died. Oh, I mean, lived. I'm sorry, I always get those two mixed up. The the other thing. That was really confusing because when you were talking about that and people were posting it uh, out on the Discord, it was like one of them would say she was dead and one said that she was talking and once it, and I was just, I was super confused and I was a little concerned that, Maybe one was early and then she just died later. And I just didn't want to bring it up to you. Yeah. <laughs> like I wanted to ask you. And then I was like, you know what? Danny doesn't want to talk about this. Yeah. But apparently no. you do because you brought it up on this show. Well, it just, you know, I, I, I just wanted to thank the ranchers because I came home in a mood and just like, ah, you know, just like I just said, seeing this thing. And so I just wanted to thank them for just kind of like, you know, pitching in and just making me feel like I had somebody to talk to. Like I, I needed. I needed just some random people to talk to, and it didn't matter who, and there were people there for me, so that was awesome. So thank you guys for being there. That's what you get. That is what the group chat is for. Yeah. Yep, and that's what you get when you join on the Patreon. Like, you get friends. (laughs) (laughs) Just buy – give us money, and we'll give you friends. Buy your friends here. (laughs) I did. Um, so, uh, well, I also want to mention this, get well soon to my mom. She's got COVID. She's 85 years old now. It's not, I mean, this would have been a lot scarier three years ago. Right. But like we're sitting in a situation where this is survivable and stuff, but she's pretty sick. And so I, you know, but this has just been one of those weeks where like, it was just, things were piling up. Like then I find out Jeff's cat died and I was just about to fire him from the band. And now I can't do that. Oh, sorry. Did I, <laughs> did I say that on the show? I don't, sorry. I don't mean Jeff, if you're watching, I'm just kidding. Um, but I did want to bring up boo, uh, real quick, Jeff's cat boo. Cause, uh, just, it was, it's kind of a, a tough week, you know, for a lot of people and it just seemed to be piling up for me, 
But there's Boo. You see her at the bottom there. And this is what Jeff tweeted. I just lost my 16-year-old cat suddenly. Her name was Boo. She was very sweet. I took care of her a little bit when he was living over here. Um, she He's devastated at the loss of the unconditional love. Um, so says, I love you. And, and I thought it was nice. The Cubs actually tweeted back and said, we're so sorry for your lost. Rest easy, Boo. So apparently, if you spend $75 a game in beer, the Cubs will console you <laughs> when you lose your pet. So that's nice to know. Um, but I think that's nice when the Cubs do stuff like that because they don't that much, you know. Well, and, and let's let's be honest here. Whoever's running that Cubs Twitter account did that. That is a nice person. I don't know that uh, they had to, like, run that up the chain to Tom Ricketts to get approval to, uh, you know, share some condolences. I think they did that out of the goodness of their heart. It's nice that it does say the Cubs because we know how much that means to to Jeff. But it's really that they've got a really good social media team. Thank you, at Cubs. Yeah. It makes me – anytime the Cubs do something like that or what they did with Glenn Burke – like, I'm just like, okay, you know, you're not all terrible. <laughs> now, just bring me Shohei Otani and Juan Soto and Cody Bellinger and uh, a top-line pitcher, and then I will be forgiven because we'll be in the World Series next year just like the freaking Diamondbacks. Like, how the hell even did that happen? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 100% out on the World Series. Oh. When, oh no way! I'm I'm here for the chaos. This is this is yeah. so dumb. This is the two worst states in the country. I, We're gonna see so many dumb politicians in the stands. It's gonna be <laughs> awful. Do you think Ted Cruz is gonna sit next to Carrie Lake, or does he have to like distance himself? She's like, you've got to sit over by the dugout. I mean, we're definitely getting George Bush and Beto, right? And then, well, I mean, you would think W owned the Rangers for a while; like he was one of the owners. Yeah, he had to like get rid of the team when he went. And I will never say that you gotta hand it to him because you never, almost never, have to hand it to him. But he did have one of the best celebrity first pitches. Like, that was a solid first pitch. Oh, yeah. He was an athlete. Uh, didn't he play football or was that his dad? Well, because he didn't have to actually study or do anything yeah. hard. He could just <laughs> play all he day. He just got drunk and played football <laughs> with his friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it's – Throwing balls, dodging shoes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh um, we don't about the shoe. Yeah, we don't throw enough shoes in this country. It is insulting. Like there might be poop on it. Um, so you know, but we got to talk about this Diamondbacks thing because the Cubs, they they just missed the playoffs by really technically two games because we didn't own the tiebreaker. But we we're they're only a game ahead of us in the standings. Um, this just in too. Uh, Dominic says my cousin has tickets to Game Four of the World Series. Two tickets, seventeen hundred bucks for the pair. I mean. So wait, where is Game Four going to be? I haven't looked at the schedule because, like I said, oh, it's got to be in the AL Park. It's got to be in the Rangers because I mean they had a better record. I mean, I believe they're seated that whole time, right? Seventeen hundred bucks to sit in a Home Depot. No, <laughs> so it, right, no, the Rangers have the better record, so that means that they have home field. So Game Four will be in Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that better? What does their park look like? It's amazing that it's seventeen hundred. Oh, they're the one with the pool. Could, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah, because they could not sell out <laughs> the or they couldn't sell out the NLCS. Well, so it's uh, amazing that the World Series is selling that way. I don't know where these t- 
I don't know where these tickets are. I would get venture to say that there that's too much that, that you could get in way cheaper than that. If you recall, we all pitched in and got Johnny into the Nationals World Series in 2019 for like 500 bucks. I want to say so. That's in a big city like Washington D.C. too. So oh, he, uh, Dominic says uh, behind. D-backs dug out yeah. about 15 rows. So those I mean, are good seats. I mean, that's close enough that you could those are box seat. call Corbin Carroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 17, you know how much those would be for like the Cubs in 2016? They might have like gone $8 for eight, well, eight, eight, nine grand a, a seat, you know. Even mm-hmm. seats in the 200 uh, were going for 25, 3,000, even higher in some some cases. So, um, but you know, I don't want to, I'm not here to like poor shame, you know, the people of Arizona it's just that when you see a a team like an 84 win team make it you they're going to point to a team like that as the yup you just got to make the the show now they're going up against a team that spent a lot of money for the last 2 years one time it worked great the other time they almost lost, you know they they only won like 68 games with a high payroll last year the rangers the diamondbacks are a team that's really building so like as an underdog fan, you kind of, I mean, for me, I'm kind of like they did it the quote-unquote right way by developing a bunch of dudes and then getting hot at the right time. Would it have been nice if they won more in the season in the season to justify it? I don't know. Like, they got two top-line pitchers. That's all you need. And they, got- and they, they bought a hot closer, um, which yeah. is, you know, the kind of thing you got to do. Um, also the Phillies, uh, the Phillies were set up. You remember back in the day when the Cubs, uh, offense broke. Well, the reason they broke is because the only way they were scoring was hitting home runs. And if you couldn't hit a home run for a couple of days, that'd kill you in the playoffs. And that's exactly what happened to the Phillies. I mean, they were after those first two games. Everybody thought they were going to sweep. I thought they were going to sweep. But, look, you cannot – unfortunately, you they have to keep hitting home runs. If they don't keep hitting home runs, they can't win, apparently. And uh, that was – you know, so they got a little lucky with their draw a little well, bit. Nick there. Castellanos went like one for 21 or something like that. To end, he, he After got... he hit like five home runs and – Early yeah. on in the, you know, the early rounds, yeah, then, yeah, Bert, yeah. Bert. You just, I mean, you just can't. <laughs> I was just gonna say that you can't like forget how to hit and then put all your cookies in Craig Kimbrell's pocket. Craig Crumble, <laughs> Bernie calls him. He really did. I mean, yeah, he crumbled, but he wasn't even their closer. They had other guys. They. They they kind of no, can absolutely lose a game in the eighth inning. That's <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I, but what I'm more what I'm saying is like he wasn't the named closer. Like right, they just kind of had closer by committee. The Diamondbacks they had that sea monster bullpen and they were able to put it pull it out. Like the um, the Rangers series, it, you know, it's n- nice to knock the Astros out of there. I was pretty happy about this. I have a a TFC to share early in the show here. Which is, this is an old tweet from 2019 from the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> and the St. Louis Cardinals tweeted out back in tw- on December 18th, coming up on the anniversary. Um, we have officially signed left-handed pitcher Quang Hyun Kim. 
to a two-year contract. To make room on the 40-man roster, outfielder Adolis Garcia has been designated for assignment. So just beautiful. revel in that. Revel in that for a moment. Because he, you know, all the shenanigans with the fighting and the and the um, the, the suspension, that mm-hmm. is not really a suspension because it's going to be served next freaking year, which is now not a suspension. Yeah, He's that, a pitcher. That, that's like a weekend. It's just like having a, a, a weekend off when yeah. he should be playing. In April where it does, you know. Where it literally doesn't matter. Yeah. And and he's a bullpen guy. Like, he doesn't have to yeah. play every day anyway. He'll come back and, you know, they'll they'll throw his arm off the first series and then give him the next Monday and Tuesday off, you know? Like, BS. Um, no. they, should, they should have thrown it at him that he couldn't pitch in the in the World Series or, like, in the next series. Or that I, next I day. Think I think it's, I think it's been... really meaningful to remember this because, like, if you remember back a few years ago – Remember when Yuli Gurriel did the the thing to you Darvish and got yeah. himself suspended, and then he was allowed to serve his suspension the following season? I think um, certain savvy teams who are always sort of looking for a way to win games one way or every way, um, they remember things like conduct doesn't conduct rules don't really apply in the postseason. Are you willing to be suspended in April for a win in October? Yeah. Absolutely. And every really, time. Every, every single yeah. time. If, I, if I'm like, going to anti-violence in baseball, but I'm like, if any, if I knew I wasn't going to get suspended in October and it could win me a World Series, yeah, I might consider trying to take out a couple of kneecaps. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. just plug him in the ribs. <laughs> yeah, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. And I can kind of understand this because – there's never been a suspension handed out that was not delayed by a certain amount of time by the union, right? Like if they want to suspend a player at any point, the baseball union steps in the players union and they have to negotiate it or whatever. So when you're in the playoffs, even if this hadn't come up, if they were like, no, we're going to give you suspend you for the next day. Well, then the players union would have stepped in and it, at best, it would have pushed it back to about the fastest they could have done it was maybe game six and seven of the World Series, you know. But I do believe they should have tried to enforce it during the playoffs versus just not even trying and just saying whatever. Yeah, because it was obviously intentional. I mean, and, you know, uh, uh, Adolis Garcia did pimp that home run. But As a, he should have. Exactly. Crawley made a great point on the Fly the W podcast the other day, uh, which he's like, when they show commercials for the games, what are they showing? A guy running around the bases really slowly? No. They're showing the dude that's pimping his home run. They're right. showing the backflip. They're, they're trying to sell this stuff. So you got to police dudes like throwing projectiles 100 miles per hour at their at each other's bodies. It's just absolutely. So um, I I have one oh. more TFC. Um, Hold on, one. Oh, good. I have one more TFC about the World Series or, or about what we just saw with the playoffs, and I and this guy Evan Roberts, a gambler. Uh, I saw this on Twitter. He this was at the end of the game of Game Seven, and he just could not give up the fact that the Phillies could lose it. He said, "Still think the Phillies find a way." Just pounded the that Phillies money line at plus three twenty. 
And Lincoln Cobretti said, that's the only thing you pound. <laughs> I just, just enjoyed how petty that was, you know, just, just, yeah. just take, taking him down as he loses money. Yeah. As he lost. Yeah. He, he was definitely losing money on it. <laughs> no, I was going to point out in the, in the chat, Roberto Ramos, uh, Says, nice day yesterday. I almost dressed as Cubbo and went to Wrigley. Yeah. Honestly, it would have been – it's perfect weather. It's been wonderful. It's great baseball weather here in Chicago. Yeah. It's it's warmer than many – like May games right now. Even some June games, it's warmer than that. Captain Charisma wants to wish us all a happy game anniversary. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think they lost game one, so. That's okay. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I just had to let my cat out the door. She's like sitting there. Meh, meh. She doesn't like our show, but uh okay, so who you got? I mean, I don't I literally just don't care. But if I've got to pick who I think is going to win this, I think I'm going Rangers. What do you got? Well- I am saying the Rangers remain the only MLB team that doesn't have a pride night. And last week for spirit week, they wouldn't even like say what spirit week is for, which is anti-bullying toward LGBT youth. Uh, they like all of the teams tweeted oh, out. I thought that image. was something to do with Halloween. And then, no, 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 no. All the teams tweeted out this picture for spirit day. You're supposed to wear purple. It's to support anti-bullying initiatives uh, against LGBT youth. And so, like, the Cubs tweeted out, we stand with LGBT youth. And the Astros tweeted out, we stand with LGBT LGBT youth. And the Texas Rangers are like, we're really against bullying against anyone for any reason. Oh, they all lives mattered. Yeah, they all lives mattered it <laughs> yeah. in, uh, yeah, LGBT kids. Yeah. So That's where they draw the line. They are shook to their core by it. They can't and, handle it. And... I'm not rooting for Araldus Chapman in another World Series. I didn't root for him in our World Series. I was like, Chapman, you bum, get off my field. And the only ex-Cub. Great. Yeah, yeah, we're we're going to talk about him later yeah. in the uh, Where Are They Now segment. Yeah, the only ex-Cub in the entire thing. Right. Well, and then I, on the other side, you have, you know, Corbin Carroll and Paul Seawald, who are perfect, have never done any wrong, and are probably going to have a lot of fun. So, yeah. So, but Corbin thanks. Carroll. I mentioned this in the game chat last night mm-hmm. uh, over on the Discord that he looks like Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Next time you see him, look at me. He looks because Peter Dinklage a has taller. like that goatee. He's got the longer hair. And then when he's wearing, when Corbin Carroll is wearing the helmet, he's got a ginormous head like Dinklage. <laughs> and every time I see him, I can't help but think of. Uh, like Game of Thrones out there. Interesting. Yeah. One other interesting piece of information about uh, Corbin Carroll is he is the first MLB player of Taiwanese descent to play in the World Series. I oh, wow. didn't realize he was Taiwanese. Well, and yeah, gotta... yeah, he he is Asian American and uh, and he is of of uh, Taiwanese descent. Um, he very unfortunately didn't uh, choose to play with Team Taiwan in the uh, World Baseball Classic this time around, but I'm hoping he does next time. Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, when the the 
the Diamondbacks beat the Cubs five or six and then beat us by the game or two, you know, to get even into it. So just to justify our suckiness, it would be nice to be like, well, you see, we lost it to the World Series champion. So we were right there. And and when you look at what they're doing, this is the kind of epic run that you kind of always hoped for us, you know, in that, you know, maybe it's that uh, maybe – uh, you know, Mary Weathers keeps pumping it in at a hundred, you know, may, maybe the, uh, your Mark Leiter Jr. Doesn't lose, you know, his magical pitch to lefties. Maybe Alzali doesn't get hurt. Like other things that are going right for the Diamondbacks might've gone right for us. Cause it wasn't like we were the worst team in the world and the freaking Diamondbacks certainly weren't the best team in the world. They only won 84 games, but when we saw them, they looked pretty damn good. And they were winning games on the margin. They've got the power. They've got the speed. They've got two top. Two. Top. <laughs> they've got what it takes to be the, be the sixth in the National League. Yeah, and with a low <laughs> payroll. So you know you get scared of that, but you know that other owners are going to look at that and oh, I'm not going to spend now. I want to be the Diamondbacks. Yep. It's the other way to do it. So. Um, that's what it is, but that's what they wanted. That's why they opened up the playoffs to 15 teams, where you only have to be fair to Midland to get in. Yeah, yeah. And no, that's exactly it, what we got. And you, you guys are making great points about the Diamondbacks, almost making me want to change my opinion. But I honestly don't like either team, and I'm not pulling for either team. Yeah, I'm literally, I just, if I had to make a dollar bet on one or the other... I think the Rangers are just going to win it. That's yeah. I don't have any any numbers to back yeah. that up. I literally just I have one number, that. and it's Max Scherzer's age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep waiting for the Diamondbacks to run out of luck, you know, because it seems like they're just on a wick. I know they have talented players, but and they have maybe guys. Some have some of them might be having the best career of their lives, you know, the, yep. of their entire careers. It's Quite possible. And that's always going to happen with a championship team. But, you know, when you sweep the Brewers and when you sweep the Dodgers and then you take care of, like, a bunch of, a bunch of you know, softball freaking 16 inches like the Phillies were with the Bash brothers and you take care of all these guys, you got to stop questioning it at some point and be like, well, they're, these, these are seven-game series is now they're winning. So... I do so, think there's one interesting thing. The Diamondbacks uh, winning the pennant does uh, fulfill the prophecy that if you knock the Brewers out of the playoffs, you go to the World Series. Oh, there it is. I like that one. Yeah, I um, dig it. The, the chat. Let me get the chat in here. Uh, you guys are bringing it in the chat tonight. Very nice. Yeah, uh, nice to hear from everybody. Captain Cubbo again says, if Rangers win the World Series, Cubs opening day tickets are going to skyrocket. So no to the Rangers. Yeah. Yep, because we open against the Rangers next in year. In Texas, yeah. Um, and then Dominic Galoro bringing out some numerology here. The dates of this year's World Series match up with 2001 when the D-backs won it against the Yankees. So that's interesting. I you guess know, the games are all on the same dates. I think that's what he means. Do you know be uh, just like a good just desserts thing to do? Is it, you know, all the, the – there's lots of migrants living at the police station. They've got tent cities here in Chicago right now. And it's because Greg Abbott sent – 
these people who are seeking asylum in our country. They sent them to Chicago and like Chicago winter, no coats, no anything. These people have nothing. So I think we should buy them all tickets to the World Series in in Arlington, Texas. <laughs> Send everybody down there with a bunch of money and food and and uh, rent money, and they can you know move de- move back to where they actually have, um, you know the uh, the places where you do seek asylum in Texas. We don't have that here um, as much, but right. anyway. Oh, and then uh, Artie in here, I'm just pulling for a stolen taco, and that's what she said. <laughs> so, well, let's move on from this. I I don't really care who wins. I, I'm kind of with all you guys, but I did want to mention that um, if you're looking for a job, the Cubs are hiring some nerds. If you are a nerd and looking for a gig, you can be either a software developer. They've got uh, openings for that, um, and they also you can look on Bleacher Nation. They got links to all this stuff uh, of these, and, or you can be a baseball R and D analytics and sciences it's an opportunity didn't even say it's a job (laughs) you can apply for an opportunity yep your opportunity is to be able to work with the cubs and not get paid um Um, they probably realize that only having one baseball scientist doesn't work like he needs somebody to like i don't know light the fire on one beaker while he's mixing chemicals on a different beaker somewhere. Yeah. Otherwise his experiment can be spoiled. <laughs> That's why the offense was uh, broken and the bullpen got hurt. Um, so you need a bachelor's degree. You got to be good at engineering and math, and then you can become a baseball front office person. You could also be a data engineer for baseball systems. You need a bachelor's degree in computer science or engineering and um, you need to know about uh, ETL processes, which I don't. What do you think ETL stands for? Uh, good Lord. No idea. Um, eat, not eat, a clue. I eat, didn't go to college. <laughs> eat too little. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, I don't even think we have a degree between the three of us. Do you, do you have a college degree, Michael? Uh, yeah. I've oh. got a bachelor's and a master's degree. Oh, look at you, what? professor. <laughs> I I would honestly love to have a PhD, and if college wasn't so damn expensive, I would I would be taking classes right now. I I really enjoy going to college. Um, so I had a two point zero one two five coming out of high school though. So, uh, but do you think you could get this this analytics and science opportunity? Do you know? Oh, I, do you know I, Julia Matlab and Python? Are you proficient with SQL? No. No, that that is a Mike Waller job. Mike mm. Waller does stuff like that with IT and, and whatever. And I think Rogue Wave, maybe. I don't know. You guys, if you're in the chat there, I know Rogue Wave is. Let us know. Are you going to apply for these jobs? Yeah. Because, man, there would be nothing better on this show to have, you know, one of the ranters in there with the numbers. God, God I'm so good to see what to hear from the inside. They'd be like, why is this? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I don't even, you know, it kind of reminds me, I tried to go back to school in my like mid, early, mid thirties. I tried to go back to school and I had to take a math 
placement test to figure out because you had to take some math classes. So I'm like, all right, well, let me take this placement test, see where they'd place me. Dude, I didn't even understand what the question was asking me. <laughs> this is like, like number one. And like, just, I don't know, man. I failed algebra three times. I, I, I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's why they put me in that special class with that with those kids that smelled like weed in high school. Oh, that's why. <laughs> and they're like, here's a calculator. This is the number seven. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, check this out. If I put it upside down, I can make it say hello. And check this one out, too. It says boobs. <laughs> Remember when you could write boobs on your calculator? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a whole long joke like you tell a whole story about all the things that you're putting in there and when you're done it says like boobies oh see i uh, guess uh that's what going to college gets you then buddy because i never heard that story yeah <laughs> i like i like what terry e says uh wanted a guy to work in pitch lab and screw up a major free agent signees delivery <laughs> Yes. <laughs> truth and we should have truth in the help one of that. <laughs> well, they're getting rid they got rid of some of the pitch lab guys, right? <laughs> yeah, well well, I, I got another wanted. <laughs> this is going to be so. Next week, we're going to be we're going to do what help they wanted. really need. Yeah, help wanted. wanted like, as we do it. Yeah, how about help? Help wanted. Guy to tell Grandpa Rossi that every time there's a left-handed pitcher, he has to pinch hit a right-handed hitter. Yeah, I don't know. Want- I think Grandpa Rossi's <laughs> hiring help out of the dugout. Wanted exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a grandmother who can smack somebody in the back of the head real hard every time they do something stupid. <laughs> I mean, what is, what is this though? Like, what is this I'm hearing about? Like Jed uh, uh, conscripting baseball players to do his scouting for him? Well, yeah. Who, who put this quote in the script? Oh, okay. So that's that's mine. We want to get into this. Well, yeah. So it's connected. My, uh, you know, when. When I uh, turn on my computer, I get the Cubs page pops up. That's my main screen. And it's the the headline right there. And it's been there for days now, for a long time, because they're not really doing anything over there at Cubs.com. It says the headline is Swanson to have a hand in Cubs offseason plans. Well, I mean, that right there raises all the red flags, right? That's raising my eyebrows for sure. Yeah. Danny, you're talking about they're they're hiring all the nerds for all these dated things and all this and whatever. And I think IFG, when we were talking about it, you said something about like I was uh, like Dansby's job is catch baseball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And but they but that headline makes it sound like whatever. So I looked it up, and uh, that headline is misleading. Sure, uh, it's kind of a joke and. What I read into this article was that Dansby's actually just bugging the shit out of Jed Hoyer, like trying to tell him what he wants him to do and stuff. And Hoyer says, Carter and I offered him an office, Hoyer quipped at the end of the season. I told him he had to wear khakis. He said that was a deal breaker. You know, so that sounds like they're just like kind of giving him a hard time. Like, hey, and hey, then, uh, your job is catch baseball. Maybe do that. Yeah, exactly. And then later in the article, it says, I know he's going to be in our ear playing playing assistant GM, but I like that partnership. We'll probably take some and listen to him and some others we may not. So 
it sounds like the headline made it sound like they were going to have Dansby in making personnel decisions in the off season. But when you actually read the story, what it sounds like, like how is, cute is it? Dansby's trying to help. Yeah, what it sounds like is that Jed and Carter are a little annoyed that Dansby won't shut the hell up. Well, I mean, but th- what I'm kind of reading into this too is just even to write an article like this, it's like a smoke, there's fire sort of thing. And I know they're not sitting; they they have nothing to do. Like it's hard to even fill out a script for the show. Never stopped us before, but uh, <laughs> but but Dansby wants to play on a winning team. Yeah. He did not sign in Chicago for a long-ass time so he could just, like, sit here and play on 500 teams that maybe could catch lightning like the Arizona Diamondbacks. He wants a team that is well-built and put together, and that's what he was promised to sign here. They also gave him a lot of money. That that didn't yep. hurt, you know, trying to get the job. <clears throat> but, you know, he wants them to build around him, and I'm sure that's what they told him they were going to do. So if he's going to be helpful in going out there and making himself – uh, the seven hitter or six hitter, which he should be, you know, then great. He If he wants to get slotted down the lineup, then he just needs to go out there and get the Cubs to sign as many big bats and big arms as he can. And it behooves him to do that because then he gets another ring. Um, but and, they're going to need all four guys, you know, when the, when the front office talks to a guy and says, Hey, you have an in with player X give him a call see yeah. if you can bring him in or John Lester you know, did that yeah. yeah I'm all for that that's just not what that headline said like yeah. that headline made it sound like he was going to be telling Jed and Carter like these are the guys we need to go for and that actually frightened me because again we're am, it's going to be a, a travel ball team if if that's what I am shocked that the headline and the article didn't match up. Just oh shocked. My God, I know it's just <laughs> really surprising. Just goes to show you need to read the actual article because it's, that's literally 180 degrees from what the headline was. Um, well, they're going to need some help because we lost Craig Breslow to the Red Sox, which, you know, if you have some – I don't know that the Cubs are particularly successful in what they built. The Red Sox certainly think Craig Breslow was talented enough to poach away from the Cubs. So, um, so there's an opening for that now too. Um, and we and I did kind of hear through the grapevine about, like, Chris Young and Driver. Um, and maybe there was some, like, hey, somebody needs to – fall on the, on a sword here and need to do a little scapegoating for what happened at the end of the year. But those are two bullpen guys, bullpen catcher, bullpen coach. And um seems like that they don't him, them and Ross weren't seeing exactly eye to eye on how things were going down. And what was quoted to me was eh, Ross, a bit of a hothead. What in the hell is the the bullpen catcher doing that's pissing off the manager? Like, why is that even, like, I get, like, the bullpen coach, but, I mean, and maybe I'm just, you know, I don't know or whatever. Maybe I'm completely, you know, in the dark about this, but how much is the bullpen catcher putting into that other than just kind of warming the guys up? I don't know. I don't know, but it's like, it makes me, I mean, unless, you know, maybe Ross was, you know, giving the bullpen coach a hard time and the bullpen catchers like, 
Hey Ross, eat one. You know, they just might. It might be a personality conflict. I mean, there's so there's so much we don't know. You know, it could could just be a conflict of opinion or how the bullpen really was used. I mean, we didn't that, that the bullpen catcher is the one that catches the axe. Like, yeah, you just never know about these things. Uh, sometimes you find out later. <laughs> it's really what happens. Um, so why don't we take a quick commercial break? Cause we got to get to where are they now? We, I want to talk a little bit about Juan Soto. That's been the newest kind of cub rumor that it would make a lot of sense. Cubs to get Juan Soto. I'm like, I've been thinking that for years. Yeah. <laughs> funny, funny. Ever, ever since Juan Soto showed up. Ever since I saw Juan Soto, I was like, <laughs> the Cubs should get that guy. That guy would be awesome on the Cubs. It's literally what I thought. Um, so hashtag chance in the chat take advantage of this moment to, to get that done and become a Patreon supporter because tonight we're going to be giving away an in the clutch t-shirt to one special Patreon supporter. And you can be entered tonight. If you join tonight, I will get the notification. I'll put your name in the drawing and you can be up for it. So um, anyway, we're going to show a commercial right now for Patreon and we'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Don't forget, hashtag chance in the chat. Um, I realize I I forgot to upload the where are they now drop. So I'm just going to have to I'm just going to have to sing it. Where are they now? (laughs) Something, something, something. They used to be a cubby. Where are they now? We're finally not going to get dinged for that on YouTube. (laughs) What if we do? (laughs) That would suck. Actually, one time we were doing cover songs of the Bleacher Bum Band, and and I was streaming it live, and we got dinged. Oh, really? Like 18 times. Yeah, I was like, hey, that's pretty good. I, I was pretty proud of the band. I was like, that's pretty good. We sound just like them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Silver linings. Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay. Well, what, what do so we got? 
after that wonderful welcome there, thanks, Danny. Uh, yeah, we got Arolas Chapman. He is the only ex-Cub in these World Series after there was a possibility there uh, for one day. There was a possibility that there would be four, at least four ex-Cubs. I don't Let's see. We would add Castellanos and Schwarber and Kimbrell. Is there anybody else on that Phillies team that ex-Cubs? They could be somebody on the bench. I don't know. I'm not going to look that far. I mean, but, uh, yeah, so that got cut down to one real quick last night. Uh, so, Chapman, since we last saw him, since he was on the Cubs on that great 2016 World Series champion team, uh, he went back to the Yankees uh, in 2017. So the Yankees did the old, we're going to trade him, and then we're going to bring him right back at the, you know, because he was a free agent the next year. Uh, and he actually, he pitched pretty well for the Yankees over that time frame. Uh, but it ended sort of badly last season towards the end of 2022. Uh, he was actually feeling pretty nostalgic and he got the 2016 world series trophy tattooed on the small of his back. And, uh, that what? got infected due to the bad blood between Chapman and Joe Madden because he's still upset that Madden pitched him 27 innings in the World Series. Uh, are you, so, are you, wait, are you just shitting me? That, <laughs> yes, I'm shitting yeah, you. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm like, please tell okay, me. Does he have the tramp stamp or not? Like, yeah, how much no. is this made up? I'm like, please tell me I just missed this amazing news item. Aroldis <laughs> Chapman got a World Series trophy tramp stamped on his freaking butt right above his butt. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. No, he did get a shitty tattoo, and it got infected. He yeah, did not I remember go that. to our friend Matt Cameron and get a good tattoo. He got some kind of crappy tattoo, and it got infected, and he went on the, uh, the IL. And so – and. Literally, that's just stupid to do at the end of the season is getting doing something like that and hurting yourself so you can't play for your team. And the Yankees left him off the postseason tournament team. And then uh, he was a free agent and nobody wanted him. Literally, nobody wanted him. And you know that nobody wanted him because the Royals signed him to a one-year deal. That's like when you go to the Royals. I mean, I guess you could have he could have possibly gone to the A's, but A's Royals, it's the same thing. Uh, but yeah, he signed a one year deal with the Royals and then he got traded to the Rangers June 30th. He had two saves for the Royals and four saves for Texas because he's not really the closer anymore. Uh, he still throws 104. He actually hit a guy the other day at 104. Uh, he throws it really hard. He's just not the closer. And um, it's probably because when he he's not all that great at it anymore for some reason. And he actually had two blown saves late in the season that likely cost the Rangers the division. I mean, they, they ended up tying with uh, the Astros. And the Astros had the tiebreaker. Uh, so had Aroldis Chapman just saved one of those two that he blew in August and September, they would have actually won that division. But, you know, he it, does have I guess pension. it all worked out for them anyway. I mean, he does have a penchant for blowing saves in big games, but he gets to pitch in a lot of really big games too just because he's so talented. 
I mean, we may have just gotten so lucky that uh, Madden had already thrown his arm off that he just couldn't go back out there for the 10th in game seven for us. Yeah, no, he was done. He was done. Uh, Well, I mean, I would love to watch him blow some saves. That would be fun to see because I don't have any love for a role this Chapman at all, even though, I mean, that was like a real deal with the devil. I know for a lot of us Cub fans at the, uh, to, to have to, to have to have him on that 2016 team in order to kind of push it through. And I'm glad he was not on the mound. I'll always be happy. I wish it was Carl. Man, I wish it was Carl. I'm happy it was Monty, but Carl Edwards Jr. is the last guy. But I don't think he was capable of it. He was just up there pooping himself. Oh, man, he got those first two outs, and then he just couldn't couldn't get past it. Yeah, Uh, we all knew. Yeah. But, yeah, and, and, I mean, I don't think he's going to be saving any of these games. LeClerc is the actual closer for the Rangers. Uh, But he comes in in, you know, big moments. Like I said, he still throws 104. I mean, it's still – Fairly impressive. He throws faster than most anybody else in the league. And I don't uh, know. IFG, you kind of follow a few of these guys that throw that hard. How many guys are, I mean, off the top of your head, mm-hmm. how many guys throw as hard as Chapman? Um, Luke Little's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cubs I mean, are getting some velocity. Yeah, I mean, Cubs are getting it. They're dialing it up out of the pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't remember. I mean, it's Luke definitely Little like the up, but. like the the ninety fifth percentile. Like, there's not a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and and they're almost all going to be relievers, uh, just because you can't throw that fast <laughs> yeah. all the time. You shred your freaking arm off. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm actually shocked and amazed that he still throws it that hard. I literally thought after the way that he was used with the Cubs he might be done. And then, you know, he stuck around. He, I mean, he's still, he's still pitching out there and he's still throwing well over a hundred. It's just a surprise to me. Now you already had a, where are they now for Wilson Contreras too, right? I did. Uh, I threw it in there because obviously, uh, you know, it's finally the end of the season. We could look back on, what happened there with Wilson Contreras? Everybody talking early on, especially about how bad a season Wilson Contreras had. So I just thought I'd check in on him and see if it was truly as bad as we all thought or not. And so I have his numbers compared with uh, Jan Gomes, who everybody believed had an amazing year. I guess an amazing year for Jan Gomes. But uh, Contreras... Played in 125 games. That's also DH and catching. Uh, Gomes had 116 games. Uh, Contreras, 264, 358, 467 for an 826 OPS. And that compares to Jan Gomes at 267, 315, 408. So basically the OBP and the slugging power put... Contreras over the top on that one. Um, yeah, by a lot, by a hundred p- points of OPS. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a big difference. And then, uh, so OPS plus uh, Contreras was at 124, where Jan Gomes was at 93. Uh, Contreras had 20 home runs, 27 doubles, and 67 RBI. 
Jan Gomes had 10 home runs, 20 doubles, and 63 RBI. And, I mean, honestly, those are actually pretty good numbers from Gomes. It's just not quite what, you know, Wilson could have given them. Um, and then, you know, if you want to look defensively, 97 games for Contreras at catcher and 103 for Gomes, which, honestly, Gomes should not have had 103 games. Like, Miguel Amaya should have had more of those games, and I hope next 100%. year he will. Uh, but the the DRS, which is the defensive, defensive run, run saved, saved uh, minus eight for Wilson. Not good, but it was uh, minus eight, minus two for Jan Gomes. So Jan Gomes was better there. Uh, the caught stealing percentage, uh, 25% for Wilson and Jan Gomes had 29%. So actually a little more, uh, but they did not run on Contreras the way that they ran on Gomes either. Uh, 42 stolen bases against Contreras, 14 caught stealings. And, uh, but Jan Gomes, they went 60 stolen bases on him and he Yikes. caught 25. So he caught, but they're running on him. Yeah. They're running yeah. on him a lot. Uh, and then, uh, pass balls was the last like little defensive thing. Um, Wilson had five pass balls and Jan Gomes had four. So very comparable. I mean, honestly, very comparable seasons. So I guess, in certain ways, you could look at that as sort of a win because the you know the Cubs didn't spend eighty seven million if you wanted to we, save the Cubs that money. But the the one twenty four OPS plus and the hundred points in OPS and just ten extra home runs like that could have changed this season for the Cubs. Okay, G- rewind. Okay. Don't sign Hosmer. Don't sign Mancini. Sign Wilson. And then it's not so expensive anymore now, is it? Very true. There there was Just definitely saying. a way to keep him there. Um, and I don't think that the – and look, I'm sure there are numerous nitty-gritty defensive metrics out there that I'm just not aware of. Uh, but the basic ones – he wasn't that much worse than the guy that they kept. Really, the only thing that they saved in that deal was money. Yeah. Cubs are really – they seem to be more into that than building a good team sometimes. Yep. And then my last thing, a Where Are They Now podcast recommendation. Uh, there's a podcast out there that I just found called The Secret to Victory. And I only found it because it has an episode where they talk about Kyle Schwarber discussing his 2016 season. Uh, it's only 22 minutes long. It's a real short one. But look for The Secret to Victory and just listen to that one. It was a really good podcast. I listened to it today. I think 22 minutes is about longer than he freaking played in 2016, to be honest. like He, he was at like one game. And then he was at the World Series, and that was it. For, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's my memory of Kyle Schwarber. He just came back all fat with a goatee and just, like, ready to I mean, go. That's what it was, though. He died in Game 2 and was resurrected for the World Series. He got to play DH on in four games, and that was it. Yeah. Man, I, oh, I love that, had, man. He had zero hits. And yet. And yet. On, he had zero hits until that first game 
his second at bat in the first game of the World Series because he had not gotten a hit yet in the season when he blew his knee out. And yet we would not have won without him. Mm. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. Kyle Schwarber is a goat damn legend. And he will always be a legend in Chicago because simply what he did against the Cardinals in the playoffs the years the year before. I mean, he had yep. five home runs in the playoffs. Uh, and that's like the most of any Cub ever. <laughs> well, and he continued to do it because he, he keeps hitting them with uh, the Phillies. The last couple of years, he hit him with uh, he was a he was a town hero in um, Boston mm-hmm. for five seconds. Yep. Yeah, they they still love him in D.C. He was there for a month. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, he was awesome. We loved Kyle. And then we got good prospects for him. You know, like, everybody loves Kyle Schwarber wherever he goes. It was just Tom freaking Ricketts that was like, eh, I would rather save the nine mil. Now, it's so dumb. Like, granted, who doesn't he, love a big, only, dumb dude who hits stingers? I mean, yeah. like. Right. He hits 194, but he also hits 47 dongs on the season. He he was up over a he would have led the team in RBI because when you have 47 times out of the year the RBI is just you running the bases. Mm-hmm. You don't have to actually be that much better to get the other RBIs to get over 100. Yeah, there's going to be somebody on sometimes unless you're like the 2012 Cubs. They just Nobody need to make at this point, they need to name a, a line after him. It's like, yeah, you get, sure, you got the Mendoza line, but then you got the Schwarber line. The Schwarber you know? line. That, and that is a That's combination. That's 200 with over 35 over home 30, runs. Yeah, exactly. The Schwarber line, yeah. You know what's amazing about the Mendoza line? Mendoza never hit 200. He was Ever. always better than that. And yet, for some reason, he got tied up with this Mendoza line garbage <laughs> And it's stuck his whole life. <laughs> have you ever done a rabbit hole about Mendoza? No, but I've I've I have thought about it and uh, be a good one. Just whenever I, whenever I think about that, because I I I want to say maybe Pat Hughes said it on a game one time like years ago, and it's just stuck with me. Yeah, that's wild. So I I, I got a way to improve the team, and you know this we're in the part of the season where like on Cubs dot com. Nobody has anything to write about because the Cubs aren't playing. They're not making any transactions. There's nothing happening. So, uh, except for other teams playing. But I have heard this, and this makes, depending on which way they go with it, uh, Juan Soto. The idea that the Padres are dumping salary. They're doing what the Cubs did when they traded you, Darvish. And just being, actually, this is less so than that. Because this guy's just on a one-year deal. We would have still had you, Darvish, I think, up until last year. Or until this year was I forget what it was, but Juan Soto is definitely available. There's a lot of teams that know they can improve themselves greatly for one year. Um, he's going to get paid thirty million dollars or something like that in arbitration. He's 25 years old. He's obviously going to test the old open market. Um, I'll, uh, you know, I don't think what I'm saying by that is I don't think they're going to be able to do a thing like you know, trade for him and then sign him right away. Like I'm doubtful that would happen. They're certainly not going to throw him enough money not to test the market. Right. And the, and we all know how Jed Hoyer loves one year deals too. Like he said, he has been quoted as saying, there's no such thing as a bad one year deal. 
But if the Padres, and they didn't do well last year, but it wasn't Juan Soto's fault. That's for goddamn sure. Look at those stats. First of all, he played in every single damn game. 162. He had 708 plate appearances. When do you ever look at a guy's stat lines and see 700 in that? And that's also a little bit of malpractice. Like, what's he doing out there? <laughs> like, you guys were out of it by freaking August. Like, why is <laughs> and you didn't you didn't train him then, which seemed kind of dumb. But this dude, he led the the league in walks, and he had a nine thirty OPS. He had a one fifty eight OPS plus. He hit thirty five dongs. I mean. What more do you want out of a guy except for that he plays a corner outfield spot? And I got are, two of those. It's fine. Yeah, well, exactly. But, you know, you see how it ended with Suzuki lads at the end of the year. He was on a freaking tear. He was basically Juan Soto himself. Um, Ian Happ was, is a hit and miss. Well, okay, solid. he can hit and miss the, from the DH spot or, or nowhere. I don't get Juan Soto. Like, if, if it's between. Ian Happ and literally Juan Soto. Yeah, I wonder if Ian Happ would ever play another. Like, would he play first? Oh, hold on. We act like the Cubs have too many outfielders. You can never we have started the last season with two. We only had two guys. So you need right? There's room for another outfielder on this team. So I I don't know. It'll cost you something. You know, to get Juan Soto on your team. But it's I like mean, it's one year, so I don't see it costing you. I mean, it's not like we're signing Cody Bellinger, right? Yeah, I mean, I want both of them. I say you have Bellinger well, and center. You have everybody you figure have, out where they're going to play later. I don't care. Yeah, move half to first. Um, well, we, well, move, move half to first. Well, yeah. like Bellinger, so sign Bellinger one, to right? play first. We need to quit with this, like... I get the Bellinger prefers center field, but too bad. Play first. It will it will lengthen his career. I mean, I think the guy probably wants to just continue to play longer, and you do that by playing first, not by playing center field. Well, I would I would love to have a big baby on the team for one year. And I, if if that's what it would take, if they want to be like, hey, we just need but it would be a Bellinger type deal in a way, except for you just paid, except you had to give up something for it. And you didn't, it wasn't just money. Um, yeah, like and, was with Bellinger. And look, I know everybody's in love with our top five farm system. Everybody's in love with that, but a top five farm system does not win world series. A top five farm system is what you buy a world series with. Yes. You get there from that for sure. But, you know, like, but it doesn't matter with, I'm, I'll say it, 8 million more times. Jed Hoyer doesn't know when to bring these guys up, and he doesn't know if they're actually good or not. Yep. Like, they don't seem to understand that part of it. They're all great in Iowa, but I think it's easier to be good in Iowa than it is to be good in Chicago. Yeah, well, and 
those guys are all outfielders too. Let's not <laughs> let's right. not forget. Exactly. It's like, well, what are we going to do? It's like you've already locked up. Ian Happ has a freaking no trade clause. I'm sorry, that's the dumbest thing I've ever. When I found that out, I guess I just missed that in the initial news. So and I was like, why? Really, like, I mean, I understand that, like, people can have no trade clauses and they want to make it their home and stuff like that. But it feels like that you have to be, like, a certain sort of good to get that. You know what I mean? Like, kind of superstar level. Ian Happ is in the hall of very good. He's a solid player. He will be 20% better than your average player every year. Like, when the numbers come out at the end, it'll be better than your average guy. But – you're going to lock up that position so you don't take Juan Soto because of it? Because you're like, nah, we ain't got a no-trade clause. You've just handcuffed yourself for four years for no reason. This this was the whole thing. Like, I get people like Hap, and, and he is. He's a better like than average it. player. But He's great. I never could figure out why that seemed to be the guy that they were extending instead of a – a Wilson or a Rizzo or a Javi, like all these other guys they, they got rid of and they didn't want a Schwarber. They just let him walk. And yet it's Ian Happ that they like pulled the trigger on. And I know it's because Ian Happ didn't cost them as much, mm-hmm. but he's That's, still got yeah, exactly. his market value and probably a better deal because of the no trade. Yeah. No, he's got a great deal. I don't think he gets what he gets. I, I think the Cubs gave him a pretty good damn deal. Like maybe what better than what he would have gotten on the open market. Who knows? Well, and now that they have split the outfielders for the gold glove, so it's not just three gold gloves for the entire Best. outfield. Yeah. You do it by position. He's going to be a multi-time gold yeah. glover out there in left field. So uh, Tom Cooper says he agrees with you, E.E. Uh, e. Cubbings, Michael, and says that Mervis is a perfect example of somebody doing great in Iowa but did not have it in the majors. I don't think he got the shot he wanted to, but I want to bring up one more thing about Juan Soto. Is He's younger than Matt Mervis. Yeah. So Everybody like, forgets because he showed up at like 18. 18, yeah. So he's he's already been in the league for seven years. <laughs> and he's been – I mean, I mean this will be his seventh year, I think. So – and then the other thing the Cubs might improve the team with, and this is the – and everybody wants this guy. Um, and now I see IFG, I think you put some notes in here about – I did. About Yoshinobu ya, – wait, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Seems pretty good. Or it's <laughs> so, Buffalo's legend. Uh, yeah, he's he's a two-time Sawamura Award winner. That's the Japanese version of the Cy Young. He's been the MVP twice. He's been the Triple Crown winner, I think, three times. Um, they won the Japan Series, uh, was it last year, year before? Um, yeah, man, he's he's really good. He's he's thrown two no-hitters in, in back-to-back years uh, against the Seibu Lions last year and the Chibalati Marines this year. Uh, he's, he's scary, man. He's got a, he's got like an upper nineties fastball. He throws a splitter. He's got this like curveball that just kills people. It's, he's, he's really good. Somebody should sign him. He wants a big market team. He wants a big market team. Now is this he one of those situations? Big market team. That's us. Is this one of those situations where they have to pay a, like a posting fee for him and all that stuff? I believe he will be a 
posted player, yes, that is that is if yeah if he gets posted, yes, they will have to pay a posting fee for him because he's not a, a true free agent. Um, it is what it is. Like you, you gotta, that's the way it goes in Japan. Otherwise like MLB teams would just be yanking every single decent player away from Japan. So that's what the posting fee is for. It's, you know, kind of to discourage it a little bit and to make sure that the teams are comp compensated for the player that they're taking away. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and definitely. And, and I was just wondering because I think, well, Otani made it over without a posting fee, right? Oh no, they think... had to, they had to pay it for a they had to pay a posting fee for him. Oh okay, I... yeah. There was just only somebody recently that came over that didn't need one. It was really recent though, and I forget what it was, but he was already in his thirties or something because he it, yeah he had they, become a real free agent or something, right? Yeah, oh, it's, okay. it's not, That's you have to you have to build up like I don't know nine or ten years of service time or something like yeah. that before you're a true he was already free yeah. Forget who it was. It was it wasn't Ghost Fork, was it? Was it? Did they have to pay for him? Oh, it almost certainly was because, yeah, the, the SoftBank Hawks don't do posting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it would have been Senga, I think. Senga. Yeah, I call him Ghost Fork. I was like, I couldn't think of his hey, name. but good name. Uh, <laughs> You're going to have a nickname. Have it be Ghost Fork. The, the murder splitter. Well, you know, with the, this, <laughs> the murder the mur splitter. I love it. I, I like that one, too. Well, with the, the way that the uh, rotation seems to be shaping up, for better, for worse, looks like – we might get Stroman back. We all thought he was going to opt out, but now it looks like he'll opt in. Um, and let may, who knows? Maybe he he's a weird dude. Like maybe he's like I'm done with the Cubs. I'm, I'll see. What, I I want years or who knows? Figure what he's it doing. out. Yeah. So, but it looks like the Cubs are going to resign. Uh, well, not only just pick up Hendo's option, but also maybe work out even a longer deal with him. So I don't know if that's a good move or not. He seemed to do great last year when he came back from the injury. So. Yeah, I, th I think if they pick up his deal, I think it's something like sixteen million. But then if, but they would want to extend him, they could give him like two for twenty four, which actually lowers his AAV type of a thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. But all... if you add somebody like Yamamoto to your staff and Juan Soto, now hear me out. You got Yamamoto, you got Soto, and Bellinger. And that, now you got yourself a World Series contending team. It's a fun team. It's very simple. I'm very with you. simple. I I I like all of that. And unfortunately, it will it will have to be David Ross leading us to it because Dusty Baker is hanging up the toothpick. <laughs> he's saying, <laughs> Dusty Baker's he's he's put he's putting away the barbecue gloves and the mask. I, I love the He's idea retiring. of Dusty walking in his house every night and literally just hanging <laughs> that toothpick up and then picking it back up when he leaves. <laughs> He's had the same same toothpick from since 1987. Yeah. I saw a blog post earlier today. I'll have to find the link of it and share it with you guys or, or put it in the Discord or something where somebody a couple years ago had worked out how many toothpicks – Dusty Baker had chewed in his career. It was not over like 4,000. Oh my God. Yeah. How many times do you think Dusty Baker choked on a toothpick? You know, just like accidentally swallowing, got excited, jumped in the air, and like a toothpick just rolled into the back of his throat. Yeah. I mean, Dusty, I mean, just legend. I mean, it, he's not in the Hall of Fame yet, right? No, because. 
he would have only gone. Well, no, I mean, he could have gone in as a player, but I don't think he. Uh, no, I don't think the numbers. Cr- yeah. But I think I mean he will absolutely make it in as a manager. Yeah, I'm looking at his stats here right now. Is uh, over 26 years. He's two two thousand one hundred eighty three and one thousand eight hundred and sixty two. That's a five forty winning percentage. Not too shabby. Yet the only team he has a negative winning percentage with is the <laughs> Chicago Cubs. At 322 and 326. You're going to have to put the ghost of Mark Pryor in his display at the Hall of Fame. And what's crazy is the 2003 team that he had was the closest the Cubs had ever made to the World Series. And yet he still ended up with a losing record with this team. Yeah. And he won the pennant with the Giants. He won the AL pennant with the Astros in 2021. And... uh Let's see what else. We're, he was the NLCS well, MVP one year. Uh, yeah. Got a, a gold glove, couple of silver sluggers. Three like, managers of the year. Yeah, I mean, so he could play. He could man. I mean, uh, man, just a baseball lifer. And they, they just kind of don't make him like this guy anymore. Maybe, I don't know, does somebody like David Ross have the potential to even touch the greatness of Dusty? Player and then manager, like. I mean, definitely not David Ross. He's a backup catcher. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well respected backup catcher, mind you. <laughs> backup catcher, nonetheless. I He's mean, absolutely the most famous backup catcher there's ever been. I don't know, Job Baker. I'm trying to give him a run for his money. <laughs> so, by by the way, I did look up Mendoza. Yeah, uh, he never hit two hundred. He he never, but he hit over two hundred four times. He hit under two hundred five times. Who the hell has a career nine years in the league <laughs> where you get to bet one eighty three? Yeah, one eighty three. His best season was his first one, and it was only two twenty. Who did he and play this for? The seventies when people were hitting the ball. <laughs> Who did he play? Was he a pitcher? <laughs> he played for he played for the Pirates. Was he course. fast? What? Was he fast? Did he have stolen I don't know, bases? But he played- like what, what was this guy how did this guy have a job? It's just what I'm wondering. Like Mendoza played for nine years, batting two hundred. Yeah, he, he but he had a Yeah, his his batting average for his career is two fifteen. So I don't know where the whole Mendoza line other than the fact that they were just making fun of him, his teammates were making fun of him that he couldn't get to 200. But yeah, he played for Pittsburgh for four years, Seattle for two years, and Texas Rangers for two years. Man. He was not good. Made it nine years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a Remember that when those old fogies on Twitter started being mad back in my day. Back in my day, you gave Mendoza <laughs> nine years to play professional baseball. Exactly. <laughs> right up there with Jeff Fry. His yeah. OPS plus for his career is 41. Like and how? <laughs> 41 over nine years. He had his last season, he only played 12 games. He had a minus 33 OPS plus, which I don't even understand that. How do you get below zero? 
Because it's more than 100% worse. It's 130% worse. <laughs> How can you be more than 100% worse? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. How, how, how is there a seventh realm of hell? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on Mike Waller's show, and I'm gonna be like, "You need to explain minus thirty three OPS plus." <laughs> yeah, I would like to know because it seems like you'd just be better than a dead per- or like worse than a dead person. Like if you had a weekend at Bernie's guy out there, that would be better than you. Like you're actually. <laughs> Like it, it's not even replacement. It's replacement with a dead person, you know, like <laughs> Tommy John surgery or something. Um. So anyway, uh, we'll take another quick break and then uh, we'll come back. Uh, hashtag chance in the chat. You can win a Frank chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. And um, also we're giving away the Patreon prize tonight. You can get in on it. If you subscribe free trials available, patreon.com slash sunrantos, where you do that. There's all sorts of fun and exciting adventures over there, such as hanging out on discord after the show. So in the meantime, we're going to play a quick commercial uh, uh, for in the clutch. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby Sayer, Morel too. Clark Fly in his W. Cody Bellinger, Smoking Dudes. Vintage shirts from days of old. Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your stroke. Temper set off with the code. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Intheclutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about Ketrometrics? How about a coffee or a run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Masturboni? If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus Podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, a Northside numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric, OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Welcome back to the Sunranto show. Um, you know, it is the off season, but not really. There is baseball being played all around the world. In fact, IFG has been watching a game the entire Sunranto show tonight. <laughs> and I would be watching a game on my iPad, except for I'm using it to uh, check out what the hell we think we're talking about on the show. But um, yeah, who, who, what are you watching? Are you watching? Am, I'm watching some Leadom. I'm keep, keeping an eye on our on our boy Alexander Canario. And he's with the Aguilas, and I, I saw him play the other night with the Aguilas. He did pretty well, actually. He made a nice catch and throw, almost mm-hmm. almost gunned a guy down trying to go second to third. He made a uh, a really nice catch in right field, and then this guy was advancing from second to third, and he almost nailed him. Like he was pretty awesome. deep in the outfield, so he has a nice yeah, he arm. Very accurate, and I I saw him hit a double as well. And you said he nailed a double last night too. Uh, I mean, I'll show you what he's done so far, and this is not counting tonight. And I'll show you what he's done tonight so far. But 
so this is, you know, we're five games into the season. Uh, he's had 16 at bats as of yesterday. Um, scored three times on five hits. Uh, he's he's OPSing like 838 right now, which which doesn't suck. And no, that's good. Uh, tonight he he got a first inning uh, RBI double. Um, flew out to left, hit a single, uh, and then took a walk. Uh, and then Starlin Castro scored him. So, like the Aguilas right now, they're they're eight to one against the Estrellas, and uh, and it's a lot of fun. Nice, yeah. I, I, I well, it kind of makes me mad because I'm I, I love seeing Canario do great. He was on a heater in AAA, Absolutely. and and then they just brought him up and made him ride the pine and didn't pl- play him at all. And it just makes you wonder, like what could have been if you know we just missed you know you got the diamondbacks going to the world series we they 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 shouldn't even be there yeah i mean and i know it's difficult you know with all of the very many outfielders we have and he is a right fielder and we do have one of those so you know to an extent i understand but also like give the kids some at bats I mean, but I well, mean, they it's couldn't cool. because the dh was morel the whole time because they wouldn't let him play third well, they should. Or maybe, maybe give Dansby a day off, move Horner over to short, let Morel play second, where he's actually really kind of okay. But we should talk about Morel because we did get the news. Uh, well, I thought it was funny. I saw it on Bleacher Nation that Morel, and I know it's officially happening, but we yeah. already knew this was going to happen. Absolutely. And we've already reported it like for weeks. And I'm like, wait, isn't this a done deal? So in news that we already thought happened, Morel <laughs> is going to play this two weeks in a row in news that yeah. ever, who was the one, the last one was that. Edwin got, Diaz. Edwin Diaz is no longer a cub. <laughs> oh yeah. Really? <laughs> Edwin Rios. Yeah, but, Edwin Rios. 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 Yeah, Rios. He's yeah, not Diaz. Rios no. And he's not a cup no more. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, Morel's going to play, and hopefully they're yeah. just going to let him play third base the entire time because. Fingers Nick- crossed. Um, and and I hope they I hope he gets to play at the same time as his baby brother. His his baby brother got uh got drafted by the Aguilas too in the the first round this year. So, um, yeah. So Candy should be there for about a month. Morel should be there for about a month. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. If y'all don't know how to watch this, and if you want to know, I will show you. You know your 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 MLB app. You're gonna pull that right up there on your phone, and you're gonna click that little watch button, and then when the Lead on games are on. They will be right there. There you go. Aguilas and Estrellas. But they're only on there when they're live. Right? Yeah, they're only live. There's no archive. So you got to catch them when they're live. They usually come on at like 7.30 p.m. Dominican time. You can, you know, ask Google, hey, what time is 7 p.m. Dominican time you know in what? that time zone? Uh, I don't want to well, well, I could ask Google, you know, time zones. But I'm asking IFG. Yeah. When are the teams playing? Uh, sure. If it's seven o'clock Dominican time, that's going to be no, six no, 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 no. Uh-huh. Don't you have a schedule? What do you I mean? I thought you had a schedule. Uh, I like a whole schedule of of all the games. Oh, no, we had a schedule, but it was only the first week. And if oh, I, I, I thought you had this week's as well. Nope. Uh, oh, if you're looking at what's in the brand, that's something totally different that I also want to talk about. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I, I was trying to set you up to to move into the schedule for Leadum, and I uh, no, I no, but no, no, no. Go on Twitter and go to that 
Lena Amardi and then they'll have the whole schedule for everything. I, I'm sure I actually have a schedule in here somewhere. Hold on. IFG, did you know that the Aguilas have a podcast? Do they? It's all in Spanish and apparently it's only on YouTube right now. I could not find it on like any of the podcatchers, but uh, they do have a live live podcast. There's like five people sitting around talking. Um, one woman, term. four dudes, and they're all talking baseball. So it's all in Spanish. So you you got to know Spanish or at least a little bit to to get through it. But yeah, my my Spanish is pretty terrible. Uh, I had straight A's in high school for four years, but no, my Spanish is is just enough to like let me listen to a baseball game without like not knowing what's going on. Oh, um, hold on, real quick in the chat. So if you don't already have MLB TV and you don't want to mm-hmm. go out and uh, or MLB.com or whatever, uh, Artie says uh, he found the Leadum games. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> oh, on my IPTV service, which I don't know. I in where I live, that's Iowa Public Television. The games aren't there, but whatever the IPTV service is, you can get it there. And then he's. Oh, he he said DR channels. I meant. Yeah, you can get the Dominican okay. channels. So uh, Blue Dabs four twenty says stream East. That's yeah, how it, you watch. And, it's on a lot of the. Uh, it's, and it's free. It's mirrored on a lot of those um, those internet streaming services um, that you know you know fly in the Jolly Roger. That's what Stream East is. Um, that's one of the options for. Oh, okay. For that sort of thing. Um, but if you just, you know, if you do want to watch it on the MLB app, if that's the easiest way to watch for you, um, if you're already an MLB TV subscriber, it's on there. If you're not an MLB TV subscriber, you can get the postseason package for like 25 bucks, which gets you, you know, the World Series on a delay. And then you get all of the lead on games, too. Oh, that's what IPTV stands for. It, uh, I Pirate Television. <laughs> Could That's, be. That is not true at all. But yeah, we're, well, now you're on a watch list. Way to go! <laughs> so, but now there's this other league that we can pay attention to as well, which is what you, you were referring to about having in the brand here to pull up. But there's a bunch of it's the old timers game that we always wish the Cubs would do, and now it's a league in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so it's it's called Baseball United. It is the first professional baseball league in uh, the Middle East and South Asia. They're starting off with four teams. There's two in uh, the United Arab Emirates, one in Pakistan, and one in India. And uh, this is being like funded by this uh, this dude from Texas who's name is I think Money or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Hold on. Here it is. Okay, so the uh, the owner is is Cash Shake, um, and he's you know this like. Did you just say Cash? Yeah, Shate? literally like Ca- Cash Shake or something like that is his name. Is he uh, a rapper? He, <laughs> he is a ridiculously wealthy dude who like worked for Procter and Gamble or something, and he's got a couple billion dollars, and he really loves baseball. And so he got together some of our favorite older players. He's got Mariano Rivera, Adrian Beltre, Felix Hernandez, and Barry Larkin have well, all bought in, and they're co-owning this league. Yeah, they're owners, right? Okay. Yeah, they're owners. I was going to say, we're not going to see them play, are we? No, but we will see Bartolo Colon. <laughs> yeah, he's going to play <laughs> till he dies. He's He'll be on the mound and just have a massive coronary. They be held their draft 
gift uh, the other day. And this is going to be really small, but I have like a bigger copies of these pictures here. But this is the first nine rounds of their draft. And like in the first round, like Didi Gregorius went uh, to the to the Wolves and Robinson Cano with him. Uh, Cubs legend Andrelton Simmons has gone to the Mumbai Cobras. Robinson um, Cano? Robinson Cano. We got uh, Bartolo Colon going to the Monarchs in, in Pakistan. Uh, Shed Long is on here. We've got like Wylan Rosario. Um, Dwight Smith Jr. There you go. We got, got tons of people here. One of my favorite, uh, who the hell's that guy, guys? Mitch Lively, who has played in damn near every country that has a baseball team on earth, is adding <laughs> one more to his. That's cool. Uh, to his lineup there. He'll be with the Falcons, uh, which is in the United Arab Emirates. I think it's Abu Dhabi. And, uh, and this is just so fun. Todd Van Steensel, if you're, if you're big on baseball Twitter, like, you know, Todd Van Steensel, he's all over the place. Uh, he's going to be playing for the, for the Wolves. Um, this, this should be a ton of fun. They've got. My question though is, why are they doing this in the Middle East and India and, and Asia? Like, because they have over a billion cricket fans that are more than happy to like two sports. Okay, I was going to say because like, like it's, it's like, because These it's never been American done before. Players. And like, this... why wouldn't you just have them in the states? I mean, you could have them in Texas. Texas is big enough to have that many teams. Okay, but consider there are zero baseball teams in the United Arab Emirates and Pakistan and India. And so this is uh, Cash Sheik is calling it baseball diplomacy. He's like, I love baseball and I want to bring it to parts of the world where it isn't already. These parts of the world already love cricket and baseball is obviously a better sport than cricket. So he's got together a whole <laughs> bunch of baseball players. Like, let's bring them some baseball. Well, this and is considering what like, like I remember back in, in 2020 when, when like, all the sports died and the first thing that came back was Asian baseball in, in Taiwan and Korea. Um, I literally started a group chat for all of the Indian dudes who were like DMing me on Twitter going, hi, I'm a cricket fan. I don't understand the rules. Can you explain this to me? I'm trying to gamble. And, I'm trying to and, like, gamble. Literally though, they're like, oh, we want to bet on these games, but I don't know what the rules are. Can you help me? And I spent so many nights just like explaining the rules of baseball to people because you know what? People love baseball if you just give it to them. Um, yeah. And I love the fact that they're doing this. I want to get in on the ground floor. I have no idea which one my favorite team is. I'll probably just follow Mitch Lively wherever he goes. I'm thinking um, I'm a Mumbai Cobra guy. Look at, so I just screenshotted this. They're a purple team, which you gotta love that. Although you the Rockies love a purple are, team. oh no, I hate purple teams. Yeah. Oh well, well then, then maybe. You better hold on, hold on, hold on. I can help out. I can help out. Is there a green team? Pick That's your mine. team. You're a, you're a you're an Abu Dhabi Falcons man. If you like your green, <laughs> that uh, looks you got like the, the Dubai Wolves and the Karachi Monarchs. Like I could see being a wolf fan, but I can't. I don't know. Like I've always wanted to go to India, uh-huh. so you know. I I don't really want to go to Dubai. I don't want to go to I, the only place of all these places I want to go is is Mumbai. Totally. So that so that makes me a Cobras fan. Plus, that's kick ass to have a snake. I, it's pretty sick. Yeah, and a no, Cobra, I, not some bullshit Diamondback. 
I, I'm I'm digging. I'll, I'll go with Abu Dhabi. I just like saying Abu Dhabi. I feel like uh, Fred <laughs> yeah. Flintstone a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Wilma! <laughs> hey there, hey there, pal. Can I be Barney? <laughs> hey there, pal. How's it going? How's it going, old buddy? I'm going down with Joe Rockhead to the bowling alley tonight. <laughs> We're going to watch the Abu Dhabi Falcons <laughs> versus the Mumbai Cobras. Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> anyway, that's cool. I mean, I'm all for baseball going everywhere. I asked you if you thought this was some sports washing you know, I don't going on, but it seems like it's legit. I think- well, it, if it's it a, really does. I mean, like they got they got Felix Fernandez and Adrian Beltre going. Hey, throw your money at this so we can bring baseball to more places. Yeah, like I'm I'm so behind this. I have no idea when the games start, but I I hope to I hope to be you know watching on opening day. Right. It sounds and, like uh, if if there's Texas money behind it and these players are buying into it and stuff like that, it feels like the funding is not coming from. Uh, you know, e- Egyptian monarchs or whatever. Some of the, like the Gulf well, who you worry about is like Saudi Arabia and yeah. like stuff that there's. I mean, and I don't think you could stop it. I mean, golf just went in. Uh, yeah, that's cultures. that's yeah, the so. one. That's the big one. But yeah, trying to sports wash their sort of their record. You, but if it's all, I mean, if it's American money in there and they're just choosing this area because they figured out that this is a a spot ripe. Yeah, and fans. I mean, I, I was I was reading an article um, about Cash uh, Sheik or Cash Shake or God, what a great I, name. I don't know. How, it sounds like that's what his Are name is. Are you sure he's not um, just like some Egyptian Sheikh? Or... No, he's from Texas. No, I've no, like his, I, I think his one of his parents is from India. One of his parents is from um, somewhere else in in the general. I don't remember. I just read the article today. Um, but he's just like a guy from Texas who has a bunch of money and he really loves baseball. And he's like, let's put baseball where it's not. You have all of these, like all of these countries listed on the top 30 uh, baseball countries on the, the world baseball softball confederation website. And it's like, these countries don't even have a professional team. So what if we gave them a professional team, we build up, like the hype for the sport in these countries. And then we start developing players actually from these countries and then they can compete internationally in, you know, the next world baseball classic. Maybe we have a world baseball classic real contender from fucking Pakistan. And that would be really cool. It would, it really would be. And if, and if you think about it, it's like Babe Ruth, if he went over to Japan, like before uh, the wars, before World War Two. He was yeah. over in Japan. You, you know, so everybody thinks that oh, the GIs brought the brought baseball everywhere. No, Babe no. freaking Ruth and the Negro League players did that. And and also, if you look at the Negro League players and the Latin players that play down in Latin America, that's why we're watching Lightem. You know, it's it's because of those situations. And these are 100-year-old leagues. Puerto Rico, the yep. freaking Congreheros, they've been around for over 100 years. These, yeah, this so is not... Japan, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic have all had teams since the 1800s. Yeah, exactly. So we're talking, uh, you know, so for it to just – this is just more of that, you know. And you need And you need ambassadors. And, hell, I, you're a great ambassador. I have G just by yourself because, you know, you're – you keep up on this stuff, and um, I think it's cool to 
be a world baseball fan because you see how many of the players I saw Zach Ross Cup on that list. Yes! Former what Cub great Zach Ross Cup. <laughs> you know? oh, yes, former Cub great. No, and and you know what? We've got the uh and um uh, the Ranter Secret Santa coming up. Litter is uh <clears throat> other I'll... former Cub uh Schlitter is is Brian Schlitter? Brian Schlitter got drafted, yeah. So, so you get jobs for these dudes after the major leagues doesn't d- don't have anything for them. They can play independent ball, or they could do yep. something cool in their career, like go play in Mumbai for a year or exactly. two and see how it goes. And just, you know, it's just pretty cool. You know, it, it's, it's more than a paycheck you're seeing the world. And just think it's neat. There's, what, two or three guys on each Taiwanese team too, right? Right. Well, two- and- yeah. Yeah, and four, four of, at a time on each Taiwanese team. I think three at a time on the Korean ones. Like it's a, it's really great. You know, it's it's a good way for um, for guys to extend their careers, and you know, and, and for every one of these guys that are doing it, you've got another year where another kid is going to the ballpark for the first time and falling in love with this sport. Now it it is probably going to start with some of these guys extending their careers and maybe. A few of the guys will extend their careers in this way, but I could totally see if they're going to pay real wages, mm-hmm. they could decimate the minor league system, you know, because I mean, if, I keep if hoping they could that go over there. Why, why not? I mean, I guess I shouldn't say decimate because there's way too many minor league teams versus how many teams are in uh, baseball United. But this is what like uh, the women do with, basketball and stuff uh because the wnba doesn't pay a ton so they end up playing in europe a lot yeah Yeah. and and what you really see like at least so far what what you'll see with uh with japan and uh korea and taiwan right now is your guys who are like these quad a kind of dudes who might get a cup of coffee at mlb but they can't quite really like last there or they've been in AAA for a few years and they really know they're not getting over the hump. Those are the dudes that get dra- that you know get scouted by you know, hey, why don't you come and play in Taichung? And you know, and then you have a stadium full of ten thousand people who just love you to death, where instead of playing in front of you know the twenty five people who didn't have anything to do on Thursday night in Iowa. Yeah, the the Mario Mendozas of the world. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Mario Mendoza is the luckiest man that ever lived. <laughs> um, so I don't even know if he could have been a star on a on an Iowa League team, you know, on on some sort of independent team. Well, in fact, uh, one of the guys who got drafted actually is Brandon Laird, who uh, played in Japan for a long time. They loved him. They called him Sushi Boy. He had his own celebration. There were little stuffed animals made of him. Like everybody loved Sushi Boy, and and now he's he gets to go and and go play in Abu Dhabi or wherever he got drafted to, and and then he's gonna build his own new fan base over there, and everyone's gonna love him there too because he's delightful. And why wouldn't you? And that's just somebody who like never would be a guy in MLB. He'd have, you know, 50,000 people complaining about him on Twitter because he's not Max Scherzer. Yeah. Well, I wonder if there's going to come a day, because I like what Blue Dab says, uh, minor league system is modern day slavery. It's, 
you, I, I wouldn't really go that far, uh, but I, I would say that it's kind of unfair that there is a system in place by which they basically own you as your contract. You're not free to go from place to place. If you want to be in this major league system, you can't choose to go to Japan. But if coming out of high school, Japan's like, you know what? I'm going to poach the best high school pitcher right now. And I'm going to put him in my Japan minor leagues, and I'm going to take start stealing United States guys because the money's better in some of these other places. I mean, that's got to be the dream of cash money. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. That I guy. love it. Cash, <laughs> cash money wants to start another league, and who knows what happens? They've got more money than the United States at Abu Dhabi. You know what I mean? Like. They can afford to say, hey, Max Scherzer. I mean, this is what happened with, like, um, a Satchel Page. Mm-hmm. Satchel Page is like, no, I'm not playing for this Negro League team I've been with. I'm a free agent. I'm going to Mexico. He went to Mexico for, like, three years because the money was yep. better. Absolutely. He doesn't care. So imagine Abu Dhabi starts paying Max Scherzer. You might poach real dudes. And now you got a posting system in the major leagues. And teams are saying, well, no, this is our guy. You can't have him. You can't him. take him. Yeah. You're decimated. And that's how even the American League and National League got going. Because they yep. stopped. They were poaching each other's guys. And they said, wait, 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 wait. We Let's do let's do business here. Well, and, and I totally forgot about all that. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's the uh, antitrust rule yeah. that the that Major League Baseball doesn't have to deal with, which is why – like I said, I was like, well, why don't they just do it here? Well, yeah, I forgot. Antitrust rule. You can't really do it here because you don't have any sort of leverage or ability to do it here. But, yeah, over in another country, yeah, you can do all that stuff. Yeah. And it would be much more. Whatever the hell you want. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if if you're offering $50 million for Max Scherzer to come pitch for a year to get your league going, he's going to go do that. If he's a free agent, any of these guys, you know, Clayton Kershaw, he's a free agent yet once again. Like, why wouldn't he? Let's get yeah. this league going, you know, like, you know, especially these guys that don't have loyalty because they've just been dicked around this whole time themselves. So, um, anyway, very cool stuff. And, um, all right, some announcements. Next Wednesday is we're going to re- be recording – the four-hour marathon podcast. So uh, for Seth, Seth is running the um, the New York City Marathon. I have a map of where Seth will be when he's uh, running through the streets of New York so we can kind of reference, like, where he is, is in that time. Like, I'm going over the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. I'm running into Queens right now. Like, we're going to kind of know that. So, I love this so much. So uh, it's going to take him about just a little under four hours, I guess, to run this thing. So uh, we're going to do this next week. And I, I think if we do the 40-man roster, this is without breaks. This is without anything. That's only six minutes a guy. Yeah. we. Can. I don't even know if we can do that. <laughs> like, we might get through like half the people only. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah, it's... I, I have a feeling we can talk for six minutes about damn near anybody. Uh, yeah, even somebody <laughs> we've never even heard of. I think we can just make fun of his name. Yeah. 
<laughs> we, I mean, we've done for at least six here. minutes on cash money already and we just yeah, heard exactly oh. cash money yeah i didn't even know this man existed i didn't even know this league existed <laughs> until right before the show and we just did 20 minutes so um anyway um so what time does this start i know we should probably start earlier right <laughs> maybe we have to start at seven I don't know. We can't even do that. That's... But if, if if not everybody, we don't also don't yeah. also don't have to do it Wednesday. So, but I'm thinking we'll figure out when we're going to do it. Uh, maybe we do it in two over two nights. I don't know what we'll do, but we'll figure it out. Um, and we'll definitely do it before Sunday, though. Before uh, Seth, has yeah, to he's got to listen to us while he's running. Ready right? to go. Is that the idea here? Yeah, but we'll record live, and he would—he just won't watch that night. Perfect. And then um, I want to say congratulations to Miguel Esparza, Spanish language voice of the Cubs, good friend of mine, and the Sun Rancher show. But he's now, in addition to doing the Blackhawks and the Bears sometimes, and the Cubs, he's now doing the Bulls. Good for him! What a Hearts. guy! Now name another freaking. Now they must think that oh, this guy could just do any sport, but like. This, he's like the freaking – I mean, this is rare. This is like Bob Costas is the only one that does multiple sports. You know what I mean? Like maybe a guy do one or two, but to have that kind of knowledge, of intimate knowledge of all these different sports, like this is hard. And he's doing it in Spanish. So, I mean, he speaks Spanish, so that helps. <laughs> but <laughs> way better than it would be it's if not I were like he, he had to go learn Spanish to pull this job off. Yeah, instead of me being like, El tiene el pelota y corre in, uh, you know, just like, yeah. I'm just like, he has a ball and he's running. That's well, all and, I can say. And what I love about this is, uh, you know, it's, it's all the Chicago teams are picking up, picking him up. And so if if you're a sports fan in Chicago and you listen to Spanish broadcasts, this is your guy. Yeah. This is your guy for all your teams. Like, yep. who wouldn't also want to listen to Pat Hughes call the Bears, you know, yeah. or the Bulls or, or whoever? Like, whenever you turn it on, like, it's just know. Pat Hughes. I don't like it when he like, sounds this sad. Is great. <laughs> I've never heard the Bears happy. <laughs> exactly. The problem with there's no time in football. They're 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 always like it sounds like you're listening to like somebody give an army orders over. You know, if you listen to football on the radio, it's like you're listening to an army give uh give orders or a general give orders to his uh, troops or something. Yeah, Facebook user says, uh, "What if Miguel really just wants to call curling?" And this is just a stepping stone to those frozen stones. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Um, so but I want to rem- great sport. I want to remind everybody that sunranto.com slash shopping and sunranto.com slash stuff for Amazon is also a thing. We hey, we're, give- getting, we're getting to like buy stuff for people you like season. Yeah, we're getting to that at time. And so, you know, just think of us when you're going to buy some stuff because there's lots of places you can just click the link and shop and then we get a little bit of kickback. And then uh, we I'm can buy stuff. I'm going to list on there so you can buy me something. Yeah, and pretty soon we'll be <laughs> well, – exactly. Well, we, 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 we're also going to do Secret Santa again soon, so that's always fun. Oh, I loved that last year. Yep. Also, Cubs Caroling is coming up. I'm going to drop a – oh, I don't have the Facebook link. 
Oh, wait, yes, I do. Um, the Cubs caroling is coming up really soon, and uh, December 16th is the day. That's not really soon, but it's going to be here before you know it. Oh, yeah. it's um, it, The fact that we <coughs> – it is before <laughs> – you know, it's like it's before Halloween, and we have to talk about Christmas shit because – well, technically, it's before these things well, are happening before another- Christmas, too. Okay. Yeah, so make your plans. It's going to be a really fun one. I haven't started writing songs yet, but we're also going to do the the Rancher Caroling Contest in ad- addition to the uh, Project Rancher. <laughs> Project Rancher. Go look at, that's, uh, once again, Tim Gunn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not a good impression if I have to tell you. That was my Tim Gunn impression. Something like Thurston Howell from freaking Gilligan's <laughs> Island. <laughs> Buffy. Right. Because if they didn't get the Tim Gunn reference, they're going to get the 50 year old TV show reference. Yeah, you never know with this crowd. So, uh, <laughs> um, we are thank thank you to the fans first sports network and the bleacher bunch, uh, for bringing to the show there who run our podcast without them. You know, we're not in podcast form. So fans first, they've got, by the way, Sarah Sanchez is on a few fans first shows, including some fantasy baseball shows as well. So check out everything that they've got. They've got a lot of different teams. And one thing I'm going to try to do next year, uh, next year is bring on, like we had uh, David on la- from the Mets last week, but I want to do, do more with the fans first people because they've got almost every single team. So yeah. very cool. Just making new friends. And, um, I've got only one TFC left. I have one. I'm yep. going to flex just a little bit. Oh, you, do you have, how many do you have? Just one. Just, just one. one? Just one. Go ahead. I have, right. one, I have one word to say. Rikohan! <laughs> Rikohan! <laughs> Go baseball. Look at Ken there. He's adorable. Aguilas. Aguilas ocho, win. Yeah. Ocho a cuatro. Los Aguilas ganaron. That means they won. All right. Well, I had this one uh, because it it kind of reminded me back when the Cubs were in the World Series a little bit. So I had to throw it out there. Uh, First of all, this says I came hard to see these sad astronauts. <laughs> I came so hard to these sad astronauts. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. First and, of all, I love these people. I love them. They came in full-on astronaut garb. It's adorable. These are great costumes, and I'm sad for them. Just for them specifically, not for the team, but sad for them specifically because they showed up. They showed it just up. They makes me out. laugh and so much. They are so sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not... It's not quite as good as the the crying Indian from the uh, when we were playing Cleveland. Oh no, that's just objective. Do you remember that guy? Oh yeah, absolutely. That was the worst one. But you know, I when I saw the sad astronauts, I, that's what it made me think of, and I had to bring him on. And well, of course, <laughs> the the uh, the caption. I came so hard to these. Well, th- this was the classic guy here. I got the sad. There he is. Yeah, there's the dude. By the way, have you ever noticed this man's facial hair? 
Like I'm I'm so distracted by like the fact that he's wearing a terrible culturally appropriated costume to a baseball game to it and that it took me years to see that scraggly ass pube beard he's, he's, <laughs> I mean that looks like head hair that you know that looks like my uncle's bald comb over on his chin like that is the worst freaking facial hair i might have ever seen and that fu manchu that he's got going on yeah what is oh. happening <laughs> it's terrible it's really bad so, um, and that kind of goes to show you, uh, you know, if you're going to be, and I m- remember I was yelling at Cub fans back in 2015 and 16. I'm like, if the Cubs lose or are losing in the game, ju- and if you're there, don't be that guy. Don't. They will find you on the camera. They will find you, Wait. and you're going to be like, and then everybody's going to make fun of you, and you'll deserve it. You'll deserve it. Yep. But also, but also, more people in costume in the ballpark. Because you know Absolutely. what? Absolutely. You know but what? Football you fans to, bring that you, shit. You have football to smile. Fans bring it, and that is, I don't know anything about football, but like, I, you know, when you look at the thing, you watch the crowd, the crowd pans over, and you've got ten thousand people who are wearing face paint and every yep. little piece of regalia they own all at one time. They're sticking bobbleheads to their face, like <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. I want more of that at my ballpark. I love it. Yeah. I, I do too. I absolutely love that stuff. But you know what? I will use that sad astronauts. A hundred yeah, times. Exactly. Every single I I'm going to make a Houston loses thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Freaking sad astronauts. Hey, just don't be that guy. You know, just you, you, it's your choice. You can sit there all sad, and uh, or you could just be happy. Hard to be happy when your team's losing. Uh, Hard to the- make a meme out of a happy face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember. So mine is not even baseball related, but we're in the quote unquote MLB off season. So it's uh, OJ Simpson on <laughs> Twitter. He he says defense wins championships, and Raul Mar- Martinez says defense wins, not guilty pleads. But unfortunately, <laughs> he he meant please. He said pleads. Right. Oh man, that is that's a good one because uh, that's solid. Yeah, uh, the most the uh, the most amazing defensive stand I've ever seen in sports. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was pretty. Hey man, if the glove don't fit, you got to quit. <laughs> so we are giving away. Hey, let me see if anybody subscribed Art, during. Artie this. says, "Don't astronaut yourself." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, uh, oh wait, I'm I'm in the wrong thing. Um, let me see if anybody subscribed to the Patreon in in this time. And if they did, you will be added to the list. You have one second to do it. Okay, nobody did it. Disappointed in you? Actually, it's just because the, probably our patrons are just watching right now. Right. So, and thanks for watching, everybody, and thanks for being a patron. I don't say that enough either. So, thank you to our Patreon subscribers. We really do the show for you. And also, it's really nice to have people to talk to in the group chat. Absolutely. So join, so you can also be in the group chat and and buy yourself some friends. And one of you will win this fabulous, uh, well, you can win this shirt. Look what I'm wearing. Yes, Morel support. Yeah, Morel, can you see it? Morel destroyer shirt. Destroyer shirt, the kiss one. So you can win that tonight. um, And we will uh, pick our winner 
post haste. Uh, c- congratulations in advance <laughs> to the winner. Here it goes. <laughs> and the winner is. Hey, Tom Cooper. Congratulations. Tom, Tom was in the chat earlier tonight. Yeah. Actually. He, he already made it on the show once tonight, and now he's a winner. So uh, uh, now I guess we just have to give away the chance as well. So let me share. Hashtag chance. Hashtag chance in the chat. Um, make sure that uh, you get it in right now before it's too late. It says there's only six in there right now. That can't be right. I saw more chances than that, but. <laughs> Maybe something got screwed up. Something's going wrong with StreamYard tonight. We already mentioned that at the video show, but we'll, we're going to try to pick some. Is that six people? It looks like more than six people. Yeah, it looks Are like they... more than six. Maybe it's only six, though. It's I don't know. not many more. Yeah, it's not many more. Joey W. Joey, Wrigleyville bum, congratulations. You have been entered once again into the championship chance competition, which you will win a bag of goodies and prizes, baseball cards and pins and and, hey, and a hat that you actually donated me. <laughs> it's going right back to you, Joey. So congratulations to you. Um, so, yeah, that's the show. And... Um, yeah, I guess that's the show. I don't know what else to say. I was, uh, I'm, I'm going to go over to the Discord for a little bit. It's already kind of late, so probably not too long. But I'd love to hang out with some of you guys if you're still around hanging out. Be nice to hear from everybody. Yeah, we had, we, you know, we jump on there and we talk about whatever. But last week we had a really good conversation about uh, minor league baseball team names. It was yeah. fun. It was fun and yeah, it was just kind of a, just a short post show thing. So thanks for, uh, thanks IFG. Thanks Michael. Thank you, me. And, uh, <laughs> had a fun night with everybody. And, uh, so go Cubs and backwards is Spagog. as, <laughs> yeah, as, as, uh, David Kaplan. Uh, oh, I don't have it here. Do I do? Oh, yeah. Spookog or go Cubs backwards. <laughs> Thank oh, you, David. Always funny. Spookog. <laughs> Spookog. Spookog. Hartnett, Ernie Banks, Ryan Sanford, Solly Drake, Sammy Sosa, Fergie Jenkins, Anthony Rizzo, Billy Williams, Andre Dawson, Jason Kendall, Davey Johnson, Rob Justrisny, Nick Martini, Carlos Soprano. Carrie Wood, Frank Chance, Charlie Ruth, Bill Hamps, Mark Grace, Leon Durham, Ted Lilly, Sparky Adams, Johnny Evers, Bob Rush, Jody Davis, Guy Bush, Manny Trio, Eddie Stakey, Billy Herman, Hank White. Chicago Fire has just kept on burning from the south to Irving. Chicago Fire has just kept on burning from the south to Irving. Woody English, Johnny Kling, Lenny Randall, Jen Tang, Jimmy Ryan, Aaron Howman, Bill Madlock, Mark.
Garth Pryor, Jack Fister, Lon Warnicky, Chris Bryan, Stan Hatch, Cyblock, Lou Johnson, and Brock. Ron Say, Vic Keen, Dexter Fowler, Willie Green, Kevin Foster, Sheriff Blake, Ryan Dexter, Sammy Drake, Bill Lee, Rick Sutcliffe, Timmy Slagle, Lee Smith, Ray Sanchez, Mike Perez, Aramis Ramirez. Chicago Fire has just kept on burning from the south to Irving. In the Chicago Fire, Wrigley would have burnt up, but it wasn't built yet. Larry French, Derek Lee, Kenny Lawson, King Kelly, Mel Hall, Cleo James, Rick Russell Jr. Lake, Cass Benson, Hippo Vaughn, Gary Matthews, Gene Mark, John Lester, ML Cush, Harry Steinfeld, Glendon Rush. Uh-oh, Kiki, Kylo, Tom Burns, Greg Maddox, Pete Lacott, Doug Glendale, less man, Bobby Scales and Scanlon, Hank Sauer, Cal Hendricks, Larry Jackson, Bill Pappas, Jake Fox and Arietta, Phil Cabaretta. Chicago Fire had just kept on burning from the south to Irving. It's the Chicago Fire. Really would have burnt up, but it wasn't built yet. Terrence Gore, Sam Full, Bruce Sooner, Travis Wood, Jeff Reed, Bill Creed, Larry Cox, and Schlafly, Sergio Alcantara, Steve Lake, Albert Almora, Dave Clark, King Cole, Marlon Bird, Ron Santo, Bob Fuel, Steve Trout, John Baker, Three Finger Brown, Rick Monday, Cal McVay, Jeff Pico, Felix PA. Chicago Fire. I just kept on burning from the south to Irving In the Chicago fire Wrigley would have burned up, but it wasn't built yet Ed Rulbach, Bill Dolan, El Capine, Zimmerman, Ray Mac, Max Black, Matt Stairski and Hap Andy Popko, Marvel Wynn, Mitch and Otto Williams Scott Bolin and Sanderson, Bob O'Farrell, Rick Wilkins Dancey Swanson, Silver Flint, Javi Baez, Danny French Chad Dan, Peaches Graham, Ray Grimes, Dennis Lamb Jimmy Shepard, Bobby Boss, Larry Boa, Jim Edmonds Chris Morrell, Hiram Bithorn, Brian LaHare, Daryl Chicago fire I just kept on burning from the south to Irving Then the Chicago fire would have burned the Cubs in 